This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We come before God possessed by demons. Fear, shame, greed. These and more are the demons that plague us. We come before God asking for healing and wholeness. Jesus casts out our demons and makes us new. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. 
You are listening to A Neighbors United in Christ, parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Hugrood and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is in memory of Carney and Fern Bottleson. And we'd like to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We also want to say that next Sunday we'll be at uh, Little Falls Lutheran and we'll have a baptism there and we'll have our annual meeting following the worship service. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross, to enhance your worship space. And uh, also have a Bible handy for yourself, and if there are kids, have one for them also. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. I'd like us to confess our sins at this time and hear the words of forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. Guiding God, we have failed to follow you as we ought. We have not reached out to our neighbors with the selfless, and sacrificial love you modeled for us. We have caused harm to others and your creation by our actions and by our unwillingness to act. Forgive us our sins and lead us back onto the path you have trod for the sake of others. I'd like to declare to you in Christ, God meets us where we are and as we are and for his sake. God makes us whole and holy. Go forth to follow Jesus in the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. Amen. We now continue with the gathering songs. Walk slow Count the clouds as they pass Walk slow Count the daisies in the grass 
Life is fast, we're forever on the go Take the time to take it in And walk slow Walk slow As you travel down life's way Walk slow As you live it day by day Pay attention as you go And walk slow Walk slow Better show the world a smile Walk slow Just as if you were a child Enjoy Mother Nature and her show Life will walk along beside you And walk slow Walk slow Through the sunshine and the rain Walk slow You won't pass this way again Just appreciate and let the ages roll Savor all you've come to know And walk slow Walk slow As you travel down life's way Walk slow As you live it day by day Pay attention as you go And walk slow Walk slow It may be you who leads the way Walk slow Don't let any go astray Be confident on the path you go So that others may keep up Walk slow Walk slow As you travel down life's way Walk slow As you live it day by day Pay attention as you go And walk slow Pay attention as you go And walk sun does its successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moons shall wax and wane no more. To him shall endless prayer be made and praises throng to crown his head. His name like sweet perfume shall rise with every morning sacrifice. Blessing abound wherever he reigns. The prisoners leap 
to lose their chains. The weary find eternal rest, and all who suffer want are blessed. We continue with the morning litany. The Gerasene demoniac is not named. He is reduced to his illness, cast out, unlovable. At times, we reduce those around us in the same way. At other times, we ourselves are named only by our shortcomings or infirmities. Jesus knows us by name and names each of us beloved child of God. Let us free one another of our labels. Let us see one another as Jesus sees us. Let us love one another as whole people. Continue with the prayer of the day. Faithful God, your steadfast love endures forever through all generations. Inspire us through your word and meal to share this love with our neighbors near and far. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'll continue with the readings with Steve Helling. The first reading is taken from the book of Psalm, chapter 89, verses 1 through 4. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. How about the week we're having, a mid-winter heat wave? I hope you go outside to enjoy it. Today we are going to talk about Jesus' power over evil spirits. Now this is a special case. There isn't one evil spirit, but thousands in one person. There was a man that acted crazy because of the evil spirits. No one could hold him down or control him. They tried restraining him with chains and shackles. He broke them apart every time and ran away. But then Jesus enters the scene. The spirits say, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? The unclean spirit asks Jesus for mercy. Jesus sends the evil spirits into a herd of 2,000 pigs. The pigs all run off a cliff and drown in the water. Most important is that the man is now sitting with Jesus, clothed and healed. The people there were amazed at what they had just seen. If you were there, what would you think of what just happened? Wow, I can't believe it. Who is this Jesus who commands evil spirits and they do what he says? So let's think about it. The evil spirits recognize Jesus and are afraid of him. So what does that tell us? Who has ultimate power over evil spirits? God and Jesus. Now evil spirits are from the devil. Who then has power over the devil? That's right, God and Jesus. So let's think about this even a little more. Is life always wonderful and perfect? Of course not. 
Does that mean we give up and say, oop, it's not my fault, the devil made me do it? That was one for the adults. Nope. We have a loving God and Jesus who loves us unconditionally. Now again, are we perfect? Of course not. Are we expected to be perfect? No. But if we believe in God and that Jesus died for our sins, they'll be forgiven. Does that mean that I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, even when it's bad? And I can just say, it's okay, I'll be forgiven. Well, kinda. We are expected to study the Word of God and the teachings of Jesus. We are expected to do the best we can every day. Does anybody out there remember what the Cub Scout motto is? Do your best. That doesn't mean you're perfect, but we are expected to do our best and to do better over our lifetime. So let's think about this again. If Jesus can send evil spirits out of a man and heal him, do you think that God and Jesus can help us with our problems? Of course they can. Is there ever a time that God or Jesus is too busy to listen to us? Of course not. They're always ready to listen to us. Now will every prayer we pray be granted in exactly the way we pray it? No. Maybe sometimes, but sometimes God and Jesus have a plan for us we don't yet understand. But they will listen to us, help us, and guide us if we are willing to listen. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for being there to help us when we have problems. Help us to remember to pray so we can talk with you. And also help us to share your love with others that don't know you yet. In your name we pray, amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark chapter five, verses one through 20. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart and the shackles he broke in pieces and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance he ran and bowed down before him and he shouted at the top of his voice, what have you to do with me Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding. And the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to see Jesus and saw the demonic sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and the swine reported it. They then began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. 
As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. Here ends the reading. There is no mountain high enough, no river wide enough, no ocean deep enough to separate me from God. There is no jail wall strong enough, no darkness black enough, no army large enough to separate me from God. To separate And now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I'd like to share a little bit again from the narrative, as I think they did a good job of explaining about the naming. Because in the Old Testament at times, they talk a little bit about how if you name something or name someone, you have ownership of that person to a certain extent. And that's one of the reasons Yahweh is not uh, really a name, because you couldn't name God, because God was too holier than that, and you couldn't own God. But here, the main idea of this text is that God names us and claims us as children, so that no other name or no other claim can separate us from God or from each other. The passage, or this passage, can be boiled down to a name game. Jesus starts us off. He instantly recognizes an unclean spirit in this stranger he encounters off the boat. But knowing that the unclean spirit, knowing what the unclean spirit is, or what it does, or what it's about, isn't enough for Jesus. He decides to go the extra mile and asks, what is your name? Legion answers and gives us an explanation. My name is Legion, for we are many. This Legion, on the other hand, doesn't feel the need to ask anything about Jesus' name or what it means because he already knows both, and he knows that none of it is good for him. What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Ironically, the man living in the tombs is the most important part of the name game because he really doesn't have a name. Unlike Legion, this man is never given the opportunity to introduce or identify himself. Unlike they do with Jesus, nobody refers to this man in terms of his connections, his strengths, or his purpose. No, this man is named and claimed completely by his many, many demons. Even after Jesus expels Legion, the narrator and the townspeople in this story still refer to this man as a demoniac. He never ceases to be the man who had the Legion. Each of us has probably seen our fair share of this name game in the world. 
We've met people, and sometimes we've been people whose names and eventually our realities stem from their vulnerabilities, their susceptibilities, and their shortcomings. We've met and been people whose communities decide for them not only who or what they are, but also that because of it, they should be shackled and chained. And then when that doesn't work, they should be cast out, unsolvable, unlovable, and ultimately intolerable. But the good news this morning is that God doesn't work like that. God is taking chances on every single one of us, every day, staking an unfailing claim on each of our lives. In Christ, then, God has promised us an identity free from demons and transcendent in the face of rejections of expulsion. Legion might be many, but legion isn't holding all the cards. It's not that demons are unimportant or that we should ignore just how much of our lives can end up in their hands. After all, demons are very real and terrifying for a whole mess of reasons. They have the power to speak with our voices, to bruise us and make us bleed, to cut us out of our communities and to drive us instead to places of isolation and death. This demon legion even has the audacity to ask Jesus whom he mysteriously recognizes as the son of the Most High God and completely able to torture and defeat him, he asks him a favor. And Jesus grants it. So really demons even have the power to establish relationships with our Lord and Savior. But demons do not have the power to name us. Only God can do that. And God has done that. Did you hear that? But demons do not have the power to name us. Only God can do that. And God has done that. From the beginning of time, we have been intentional reflections of the creator of the cosmos. Made in the image of God, each of us has the same name, the same true identity, joint heir with Christ and beloved child of God. And we are many. I thought the narrative did a nice job with that. And it's a great reminder. We are many. And we are the child of God. He loves us, has named us, and is with us. But as we go through life, we wonder what some of those demons are. They've been mentioned in this story. And... Uh, I'm not going to deal with some of the demons that in the spirit world that we deal with because uh, we don't totally understand them very well in our country. Uh, many of the third world countries and developing countries know the spirit world much better than we do. And they understand demons in a much more real way than we do. But I want to talk about some of the things that we do understand. We have the legions of power. That, that demon 
is one where we want to be our own Lord. God, move aside. We want to control our own destiny. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. We want to avoid suffering. We want to avoid tragedy. We want to avoid having to do something like sacrificially give. After all, the world should revolve around us. That's a deadly demon. Or we want to have power over another life. We want to control somebody else. We want to make them like us. We want to make them to bow to us. And that's the danger in our politics. We see over and over again, people who claim that power and take advantage of that power to rule with a mighty hand, but not for the, not for the others, but for themselves. Then there's the demon of doing. I remember a number of years ago when I was working at camp, I would try to sit down and write out a hundred things that I wanted to accomplish in the week that was ahead. I didn't always get through them. In fact, quite often I didn't. Most of the time I didn't. But it was that thing that wanted to keep me on track and in some ways it kept me doing stuff. But they weren't always the things that probably were priorities that I should have been involved with. It was mostly job-related or, or around the hobby farm. Sometimes I forgot about my own family, just being busy doing things. It was in, it's the importance of being busy that, that takes our time away from those things that we need to do. We don't have time to be. We just look at what we have to do. We don't have time for relationships with people, with God. It's one of those things that happens to us all too often. I look at the rat race that we get involved with in our culture and our society, and, and it's tough not to do that. Getting older now, it's been kind of fun to say it's okay to take a nap once in a while. It's okay to not have to be doing something. And then there's the legion of worries. How deadly are those legion of worries? I like what Chuck Swindell wrote. Let's get six words clearly fixed in our minds. These six words form the foundation of God's therapeutic process for all worry warts. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. What qualifies as a worry? Anything that claims your tank, drains your tank of joy. Something you cannot change, something you are not responsible for, something you are unable to control, something or someone that frightens and torments you, agitates you, keeps you awake at night when you should be asleep. All of that now needs to be switched from your worry list to your prayer list. Give each worry one by one to God. Tell him you will no longer keep your anxiety to yourself. 
our anxiety, and our society has gorged itself on the sweet taste of success. We filled our plates with a buffet of books that range from dressing for success to investing for success. We've gobbled down stacks of notebooks, cassette albums, and video uh, tapes in our hunger for greater success. The irony of all that is that instead of fulfillment, we experience the bloated sensation of being full of ourselves, our dreams, our goals, our plans, our projects, our accomplishments. The result of this all-you-can-eat appetite is not contentment, it's nausea. I think that sums up some of these demons and what they do to us. They destroy the joy of our life. They uh, take away the fulfillment of life. God gave us a God-shaped vacuum, and only God can fill that vacuum. All the stuff that we buy and get does not. If we don't put God first, all these other things will get in the way of fulfillment, of getting to know life as it should be, draining us from having the kind of fulfillment that we should have. Chuck Swindoll goes on a little bit further where he talks about this vacuum shape. Nothing physical touches the soul. Nothing external satisfies our deepest inner needs. Remember that the soul belongs to God. He alone can satisfy us in that realm. The soul possesses an inescapable God-shaped vacuum. And not until he invades and fills it can we be at peace within. Which is another way of saying, if God isn't in first place, you can't handle success. So when we meet Jesus, what happens? Like the demonic, he recognizes who we are. And we see a marvelous transition, don't we? In this story, he roams amongst the tombs. They try to shackle him, and he's strong enough to break them. He cries out with a loud voice. He is not happy. He is rushing from one thing to another, and nobody can contain him, and he's outcast, and people are afraid of him. Then Jesus comes. And you can say Jesus called him beloved as he cast out the demons. And what we see in the final part, when the townspeople come, fearful of what had happened, there's this man at Jesus' feet at peace. Sometimes we forget about Sunday mornings because we're so busy wondering about what's next on the football schedule or what's next on our vacation plans and this is our day off after all and I need to have that time. I hope. What happens, whether you get to church or not, you take time at Jesus' feet. Calm, peaceful, at rest, soaking in 
the love of God. But that isn't where it ends, though, either there. As Jesus then tells him, as Jesus is ready to leave and he wants to go with, he says, no, nah, go back to your town. Proclaim all the good things that have happened to you. Isn't that what we're called to do? After we've been at Jesus' feet, it's not just sit there and say, Jesus and me. I now get to share the most marvelous message the world has ever heard. I can tell them how God has moved in my life. I can proclaim to them that God is not only a God that I worship, but they too can enjoy that marvelous peace of God, that marvelous love that will not let us go. We're getting ready for Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday all at the same time, and we again get to hear about love. Love that actually died on a cross for us. For us. So we prepare our hearts, our minds, so that legion doesn't hold us in our busyness, in our worries, or anything else. We take time to be beloved. And we take time to proclaim a marvelous message. May that be your status this week, being loved by God and telling others about him. Amen. My Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If Of glory.
frown on my brow If ever I love thee My Jesus is now Let us confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us Trusting in the good news of Jesus Christ, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Lord, you reached out to a man whose behavior was frightening to so many, restoring him to wholeness. Push us through our discomfort with others' challenges, that we might extend love and grace to all who need it. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy hear our prayer. Your miraculous creation is at the same time both strong and delicate. Help us to appreciate its bold beauty while working to ensure the balance it needs to thrive. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen all those who work tirelessly to change systems and policies that marginalize those with mental illness or developmental disabilities. Guide our leaders to proclaim a message of inclusivity for all people. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Demons need not be literal to diminish our lives and cause us pain. Cast out all those things we cling to, or which cling to us, that deprive us of full, healthy lives. Bring wholeness to all who suffer especially Cheryl Flatten, Mary Greiser, Jocelyn Burdick, Marie Fredrickson, Connie Dillon, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Shirley Lenz, Viola Haugerud, Dave Christensen, Dean Muse, Vernon Lee, 
Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, and the families of Eric Larson and Becky Anderson. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. We remember each day that nine million children in the United States regularly do not have enough food to foster healthy growth and development. In your name, push us to demand an end to food insecurity in one of the world's wealthiest nations. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. We remember all your saints who overcame challenge and even tragedy and credited their enduring faith in you. Let their example inspire that same faith in us as we navigate the pains and trials of everyday life. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that in Christ Jesus you answer prayer, we lift to you all for whom we pray, aloud and in our hearts, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit. So many times when we go through the prayer list and the names, uh, sometimes it seems like the only time we get them off the list is when they pass away or we don't always hear. But I was so pleased to hear that Julie Dubois, who had her second kidney transplant, is doing really well. And uh, it would be all right to take her off our list uh, because she's doing so well. And that's so good to hear. And uh, we need to remember that prayers are answered positively uh, in healing also. I also wanted to say before the offering here that uh, we thank you so much for those who support us for this radio broadcast in particular. Uh, there's $50, I believe it is, that uh, is the thing that we can give and uh, sponsor it in memory or in honor of somebody. And it has been extremely helpful for us. So as we take the offering, know that it is deeply appreciated that you have shared with us in that manner. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son to be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Here comes Jesus, see him walking on the water, he'll lift you up. 
in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by Savior, Savior Hear my humble cry While on others thou art calling Do not pass me by Let me at a throne of mercy Find a sweet relief Kneeling there in deep contrition Help my unbelief Savior, Savior Hear my humble cry While on others thou art calling Do not pass me by Trusting only in thy merit Would I seek thy face Heal my wounded broken spirit Save me by thy grace Savior, Savior Hear 
Jesus, Thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Thou, the spring of all my comfort, more than life to me. Whom have I on earth beside Thee? Whom in heaven but Thee? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others Thou art calling, do not pass me by. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In my life, Lord, be glorified today. In our song, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. Be glorified today. In your church, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In your church, Lord, be glorified today. In your world, Lord, be glorified, be glorified in your world, Lord. Be glorified. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. God.